0: Hey everyone. Welcome to episode 154 of 15 with Andy, Randy, and John. See, I went Jay and you were expecting Jeff and we ended with John. This is a very special week here at the podcast. First, we have John Monday back with us again. And I'm excited because the last time he spoke, and it was a guest here, we received the largest volume of feedback on any episode we've ever done. Number one. Wow. Number two, you are starting. That episode is has almost as many listens as our original, which, you know, the first time out, it's, I mean, it's a little bit ways behind, but it's still gaining steam. People are still sharing that episode. So,
1: you well, wanna... I have a lot of family. <laughs>
2: <laughs> John's got three devices hooked up. Does it and tell is... you who listens to it? Because John, <laughs> no. John does four listens a
1: day.
0: <laughs> He's got family on. It gets uh, better every time, though. <laughs> well, it does. So thank you, John, uh, for coming back again. The second reason is that this marks the three-year anniversary of the wow. podcast. 157 episodes, over 50 hours of content. And over 9,100 listens to this podcast through those episodes. So thank you to each of you that have been on this journey with us since the beginning. And all of you that have come along at some point along the way. Thank you for sharing, binging when you fall behind, for the text messages, voicemails, and the lobby conversations that make all the work worth every minute. All right. And to say thank you really quickly, I'd like to give you a chance to take home a little something from us here to celebrate. So if you share this or any of your favorite episodes of the podcast via social media this coming week... Using the hashtag FHC Podcast, you'll be entered into a random drawing for a $30 gift card of your choice. We're not going to set it at Amazon this time. You can have whatever you want. You just let me know if you win, which one you want. We will announce the winner on next week's podcast. So share as many as you'd like. And for each time you share it, you get an additional entry. Cool. i got to go home and share this. You are going to go home <laughs> and share it. And if you're just like, you know what? I don't really know how to share from the way I listen to it. If you share it via email, share the link. And CC podcast at hospitalchurch.com on every one of those emails, that counts as an entry. So I will enter, I will get all those wrapped up by the end of next week and we will select a winner. If you need help sharing, send me an email, podcast at hospitalchurch.org or text me 407-965-1607 and I will send you what you need to participate. <laughs> We're not gonna leave anyone out because you're technologically challenged. Easy for me to say. So anyway. We're going to skip last week. We don't care about that. We've already been through that. Yeah, we're moving over. forward. And so this week, we're closing out another amazing series of Victorious Life. And this one to me, this ranks right up there with the bold ask <laughs> as one of my favorites. It was another one that just seemed to hit the hot button of what people are thinking about, what people want to know more about. Mm. They want to listen to someone talk about it, and then they want to use these conversations, the podcast, FHC takeaways every week to think about these in greater detail. So I'm going to miss this one almost as much as Bold Ask, I think, maybe
2: more. But I'm actually thinking about bringing the Bold Ask back. Really, uh huh. Just I mean, we we just did three of them. We could we could have or four of them, and we could. There are a lot more bold asks. There's plenty of them in the scriptures, so we could go for some more.
0: Really, so I thought about could, that. So we could start making that an annual thing. Well, I
1: don't know. We'll see. Yeah, quarterly,
0: maybe. Uh, not
1: not <laughs> okay, quarterly. Okay. All right. All right. Don't. We just at, don't do anything else. We that's just right. Make bold asks.
0: <laughs> don't look at don't look at gift horse in the mouth, Randy. All right. So speaking of the bold asks, I like the tie in from the final installment of that series. And the ridiculous and arrogant ask of the brothers, James and John, of Jesus. And they said, we want you to do whatever we ask. And Jesus responds, what do you want me to do for you? We want the positions of honor in your kingdom. And then while we cringe at the demand of the brothers, and this week we're talking about Bartimaeus and his station in life, I'm almost wondering if his desire to have a one-on-one with Jesus, maybe it was almost as rude because he's shouting above the crowd in spite of them telling him, you need to be quiet, quiet down. But his intentions were clearly different in his ask. And maybe in no other way is it more evident that Jesus doesn't touch him but simply tells him to go. Your faith has been healed after he makes this ask. And the physically blind versus the spiritually blind. And Jesus asks them both the same question. What do you want me to do for you? And I am an often spiritually blind person. And this gives me hope and faith because... If he's asking the same question, no matter if you're coming from the wrong place or the right place or someplace in between, he's still going to treat you just like everyone else. So I guess I didn't realize when you started that that was right after it until I read the chapter this week and kind of went through that synopsis. What, what hit you most about that when you were putting those two things together and the diversity of thought when of these two questions?
1: Well, the, the thing that struck me, the reason that it found its way into the sermon is just the, the, juxtaposition of the two. I mean, they're only 15 verses apart. (laughs) It was basically on the way into Jericho, James and John are are asking to be, you know, sort of co-kings with Jesus. And on the way out, they meet Bartimaeus. So I I was just struck as you were by the identical ask. When Jesus said to them, what do you want me to do for you? It It was the identical words. And I like to think that's not accidental. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, this story is only six verses long. It's at the end of a chapter, kind of like, well, I didn't get to the end of the chapter. You could miss it. And one that you don't hear often preached about. What was it about this story that brought you to this message?
1: I don't know if this is super spiritual or not, but <laughs> the song that the band sang at the end, mm-hmm. quite honestly, I was fascinated by the song and by yeah. the notion that, you know, the the blind can't make themselves see by opening their eyes, that it just it drove me into the story. And once I w- was driven into the story, it fascinated me. I was just captivated by the story of Bartimaeus.
0: Well, I don't know that I've ever heard a message actually on this topic before or on this story as kind of a basis for everything else that came with it. And there was just a lot of pieces and parts that were moving. And I thought when I went to read that chapter, it was actually – The verses, the set before it, I had highlighted in my Bible Mm -hmm. and just kind of had question mark, duh, through this other part of James and John. And then here's this other part. We encourage people to read through the Bible, to connect and to find our bold ass, to float as we've been talking Mm -hmm. about and and staying connected to God through the word. And yet here's a prime example of why we need to be together and why we need to come to worship. As you talked about worship being part of this victorious life, because – John caught something that Randy obviously didn't reading through his Bible or through a study plan that had led him there. Someone, So there's a million ways to miss the messages that God has for us. Yeah. We can well,
2: benefit from each other.
1: And in fairness, I didn't read through it and catch all that either. I, I was preparing a sermon, so I, I had a little bit of an unfair advantage of about 30 hours into it. <laughs> yeah. So so it's a little different. But Stevanovic, uh, one of our members, came oh, up to me afterward. And he said, you know, hearing that story reminds me of the value of slowing down in the scriptures and really doing a deeper dive. Because you're right, it's only six verses. But I was fascinated to learn that there's a lot of stuff in those six verses that has confounded theologians for over a millennia. I didn't know how much. I mean, There are volumes and volumes written on what does it mean that he threw off his cloak. Apparently, that was a really unusual really? thing. But they don't have to worry about it anymore because John has now solved all <laughs> that mystery. <laughs> <laughs> <that laughs> well, and as Andy let me know, he said, you know, maybe some of it's true. Who knows?
0: When you were speaking and you came to some of your conclusions pretty matter-of-factly, and I appreciated that because as I was sitting there thinking about it, I think too often we're worried that, well, Andy's smarter than me. He's a pastor. He's been reading forever. Not so. And, you know, we discount and we miss things because Mm -hmm. we discount ourselves going, well, what do I know about life back then? I'm not a history major. I don't, you know, the cloak and all these things. But I really appreciated that as we were going through the message that you weren't afraid to just go out there and say, you know, this is what, as I'm reading and I was preparing – I'm pretty sure this is the way things were, or at least, at least could be. I just, I thought that was refreshing that you just stepped out and went there.
1: Well, you know, Google's a great thing. (laughs) (laughs) However it needs to make you. Well, you know, there's so much research that is easily available nowadays. And, And there's just a lot that you can read and you should take it all with a little bit of a grain of salt and, you know, Pick up what's good and and let go what's not. One of my favorite pastors, speakers, my second favorite preacher. Good Uh, save. Good save. (laughs) Steve Brown. I, I almost said it at some point in the sermon, but he has a every time I've heard him speak, he said something like this. He said, I'm gonna tell you some stuff today that's true, and I'm gonna tell you some stuff today that's not. And the problem is, I don't know which, which is one? which. So you all have to figure it out.
0: Oh, man, that's wisdom right, right there. Well, it,
1: we seem to have
2: glorified, uh, maybe in our denomination, maybe worse than in some others, but glorified knowledge almost to a Gnostic level that if you have the knowledge, then you're in, as opposed to Jesus is what gets you in, and, and we can have a variety of knowledges, and we, we shouldn't be too confident about you know, that we are overly, overly right. Um, Or to
0: quit searching because if you have the truth, knowledge, there's nothing more to learn. Right. Yeah. Kind of that way. Well, one of the most important parts to your message was in your remarks about the always present realization that we are so often determined to make it about us. And I found your comments to be reassuring. You said, I think part of the confusion is that we're supposed to be doing good works. Duh, right? Even helping on the church coffee team, which first of all, I want to say thank you for your good works on the church (laughs) coffee team. You are loved and we are blessed because of you. Second, when I say I found your comments reassuring, I mean that we often forget in the hustle of each day that we tend to make our good works part of our to-do list, which mm. makes it a chore. It's no different than anything else we must schedule into our already overbooked lives and try to just, oh, I need to need to get that one checked off. So we don't allow that floating in the direction he takes us in for his kingdom because we just see these things as another thing to do rather than gifts that we're giving back. So I like the fact that the way you just dis- We're so matter of fact that this, yeah, right. We're supposed to be doing this. Another quote from the bold ask series that you use brilliantly in landing this idea, which brought it all together for me again, was from David Benner. And I'm going to tape this quote up somewhere where I'm going to see it every day. It's going to go on the mirror (laughs) in the bathroom. It's going to go on the kitchen, uh, refrigerator, snack time, whatever. The father's love reflects the father's character, not the children's behavior. My behavior, whether responsible or irresponsible, is beside the point. Responsible behavior does not increase the father's love, nor does irresponsible behavior decrease it. And maybe there is no better reminder Mm -hmm. of that as we've been talking about floating and we've been talking about living this victorious life, and it's not a negative, it's a positive. So, When you look at this, because I know you and I talked earlier before last week's podcast, and I walked in your office door and you had a question for me, and then also a request. And the question was, so
1: (laughs) what's the victorious life? (laughs) Yeah, I was a little early in the prep stage (laughs) at that point. (laughs) Frankly, the the term victorious life is not one I use a lot. It's not one that I've thought a lot about. But as I began thinking about this and preparing for it, I realized, Andy gave me some insight as well as others, that when people hear the term Victorious Life, it's not something that makes them feel good. No. It feels... How crazy is that? The word victorious yeah. makes you feel burdened and heavy. I'm pretty
2: sure that when they came back from World War II and said we were victorious, it was not a burdensome thing. Right. You know? But at the same yeah. time, when we're called to live Victorious Life because of a behavioristic model we get burdened by the thought of behavior control yeah. uh, and sin avoidance as opposed to living a life of victory in Christ, uh,
1: which are very different things. Again, I hadn't thought about it a lot before this, but we do, at least in a lot of Christians – start to get inklings of understanding grace and that we're saved by grace. Mm-hmm. But man, then it turns into work right <laughs> after that. Yeah. Yeah, and immediately. how crazy is it to think, okay, I can't save myself, but now God really expects this. And then it is complicated because we are to behave right. But I think the idea is to figure out where that comes from. I th- And I think you should... Use not just your behavior, but how you feel about your behavior more as a barometer about your relationship with God rather than as a measure, rather than as something that you earn, that if you do it right, God's going to owe you. So, you know, if you're going out and doing all the right things, but it just feels like work and you don't want to do it. I'd say, well, stop working so much. Spend a little more time with God and learn that surrender. Learn that floating. I loved the analogy that Andy used about floating. Actually, after he used that, I was like, "Why is, is there anything else to talk <laughs> what about? Am I, what <laughs> no. am I supposed to?" Do? That, well, that, it's not unlike Christ's words in the uh, Message translation.
2: About learning the unforced rhythms of grace, right? You know, and that, that's just a different way of living uh, than the striving and the striving burdensome. When Jesus says His yoke is easy and His burden is light, He's saying that if you have to carry your religion, there's something wrong with it. The right. religion should carry you; it should be like wind in the sails. It should be taking where you need to go. And if if you're having to Feel like it's a backpack on your back that you're dragging
1: through life, <laughs> you want to re examine your faith. Yeah, and there was another part in Benner's book that I, I made I said it without making reference to it directly uh, during the sermon, but I just loved when in the book he went through an exercise of saying, Close your eyes and now think about God thinking about you mm-hmm. and what's God's reaction. I mean, and, and even me, who I, I I'm a big believer in grace. My first thought was, whenever I think about God thinking about me, disappointment. I think that He's <laughs> seeing all the stuff I did wrong, not not the good stuff. And Benner says, no. When when God thinks of you, joy fills His heart. Yeah. He adores you. Yeah, and I think that's true. That makes sense with everything I believe. Well, if you think about it as a parent. I mean,
2: none of our kids are perfect, and they all make a bunch of mistakes, but when we think about our kids – It's not. It's not usually all their mistakes that come to mind. Yeah. If you if you're thinking about it, you start smiling about when they did this or when they did that, or you know, there's good memories. If
0: we can pull that off and still keep good memories, I'm pretty sure God has a little (laughs) bit better shot.
1: Well, sure. And doesn't it make all the sense in the world? I mean, is God really going through all of this work, all of this creation, all this redemption, all this, you know, transcending of time and space? Because he's like, eh, maybe they'll work out. Uh, you know, I, I don't think so. Yeah, I, it I, seems like a lot of work. If I have to take him back, if they straighten up, I guess I get it. Yeah.
0: There's no utility in that. No. Because he knows, I mean, we know. Yeah. We're smart enough to know that there's no utility in that, that we're never going to make it right, or we're never going to be good enough. Yeah. So, if we remember that, that's probably a good foot forward to remember each, yeah. each yeah. time we think about this. Well, finally, as we're starting to wrap up, because I know we're getting close on time, but I want to thank you for your perspective on sparkle and worship. And when you made the request and then you talked to my wife and, and she was like, Oh, absolutely. And, and I was curious as to where you were going to go with it. And I'm extremely biased, but in many in our church family here have encouraged us to allow her to express herself and not be apprehensive or worry about, you know if she makes a stage, she makes the stage. Uh, I can't repeat what you said because there's no way I would make it. No way I'd make it through, but Please, if you're listening and you haven't heard John's message, please, please, please don't miss the ending if you make it through no other part. You should really listen to the whole thing because it was fantastic. But if you want to just catch one piece, join at the 5814 mark in the sermon go to hospitalchurch.org and then right there under sermons go to archives it's the last message there and at the 5814 marks he lays out the union of following and worshiping following God and worshiping and how those are connected it's an absolutely beautiful look at how this works and it shouldn't be missed and there are a few seconds of bonus sparkle dancing footage if you stay until the very very end before they cut you can catch a few of her dance moves off to the lower left of your screen
1: so was that 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 was caught during the worship yeah. service? At, no, it oh. the second service after at the you, end.
2: When you walk over to the camera and the, and the pan back to the stage and, and sparkles their dance. She's over, over <laughs>
0: doing, she's, she's over
1: there doing <laughs> her rolling on the roof. Well, great, because I didn't know if we were going to get that or not this yeah. week.
0: Yeah, we had people come up to us afterwards and... The last week before that, someone came up and was in tears and said that was the most beautiful worship I've ever witnessed at this church was her (laughs) dancing. And so I thought that that illustration worked so, so well, and it's something that you just really shouldn't miss the ending of John's message, and we're going to reference that in just a bit. So this week our FHC takeaways came in the form of videos, which I'll have to admit – I have not seen just yet, but those can be found in today's episode notes and in the Hospital Church mobile app. So instead, I'd like to know if there is something you've learned during this Victorious Life series that's caused you to view God differently or changed your approach to your spiritual journey and maybe how you look at this. Floating slash Victorious Life. If there's something you've learned you'd like to share, 407-965-1607 or podcast at hospitalchurch.org as always. Our final thoughts are from the closing of John's message. And he said, God whispers to you and me. And when you hear and respond to the whisper of God, you're like Bartimaeus and Sparkle, and you'll always be in the shadow of Jesus. Then with fear and failure laid aside the deeds of love done through the body of Christ and through this place and through you, Will change the world. That is victorious living. Let's see. Upcoming this week, I am
2: Stephen Arouse, Arouse one okay. one of our members who has was a foster parent and then adopted his son. Oh, that's right. That'll be part. That'll be. I'm sure it'll be woven into part of the sermon. The sermon will be for everybody though. It's not just the foster parents. May is the foster. Sermon. It, parent, it has spot. a. He'll have applications for all of us, and Steve will do a great job and look forward to hearing it.
0: And then at the Winter Park campus, I got a note that walking where he leads – is going to be the topic there, and Donna Burski will be the speaker. So if you don't have any evening plans, join them on the Advent Health Winter Park campus. It's in the mobile app if you need directions. That's going to do it for this week. Thank you again to Tom who figured out this whole. The church office is all being torn apart where we normally record, so we're <laughs> doing a whole different setup today, and it was a little challenging. So Tom, thanks for hanging out and getting that done. And as always, join us again next Wednesday for episode 155. So don't forget to share with the hashtag FHC Podcast. Or send an email to podcast at hospitalchurch.org to get your entries in for the $30 gift card just to say thanks. And you can take me out to coffee. You choose a Starbucks card. You can take me. I'll go. So thank you all for listening and have a great week.